man, this one's gotten a little bit more interesting, Josh. You know, I, I still have a, a pick on the recruiting prediction machine for Georgia, and I still feel fairly confident that Georgia's trending here, but Miami's definitely closed that gap. Welcome to the Inside Scoop. I am your host, Josh Newberg, and we are back for a Thursday edition of this show and we are going to gear up for another exciting week of college football and a lot of recruiting developments. So, who else to bring on but my man, director of recruiting for On3, Chad Simmons. Chad, how you doing? Doing great, Josh, man. Down here in the Sunshine State, Venice, Florida, ready for some big games this weekend. Yeah, and I know, you know, you've been all over the state. Yesterday you were actually up in Tampa and you met with the number 1 edge rusher in the country, five-star Keon Keeley out of Berkeley Prep. What did you learn there? Man, has there been a hotter name in the country, Josh? I mean, even before he decommitted Keon Keeley from Berkeley Prep, uh, got my first chance to really sit down and really just engage with Keon since he decommitted from Notre Dame. Obviously, he's taken an official visit to Ohio State. Uh, he was at Florida for a multi-day unofficial visit last weekend. Uh, he was at Alabama late in July while still committed to Notre Dame. And it's really just those three schools. He has not officially named a top three, quote unquote, final three, but it's Alabama, Florida, and Ohio State battling for the five-star edge. And I think the biggest thing I took away from my time, my time with Keon was maybe just the impression that Ohio State made. I, I hadn't had a chance to really talk to him about Ohio State that much in the past. He's very um, keeps things quiet and close to the vest, but really he opened up about Ohio State, what kind of impression they made on that visit, the atmosphere, how the culture fits him as a person, as an athlete. Uh, obviously, we know about Larry Johnson, the D-line coach, and his resume and his history there and how they're comparing him maybe to that next Chase Young if he went to Ohio State. And, and obviously, we knew about his interest in Alabama. He's been there a couple of times since being committed to Notre Dame. We know he grew up a Florida fan, so we knew the interest was there as well in in-state school. But my biggest takeaway, Josh, is Ohio State is a true contender in this race and definitely mm. a school to keep an eye on. Do you think just the fact that Ohio State has entered the picture is a major player? Do you think that this might extend the decision timeline for Keeley? Yeah, I think Keon wants to make the decision as soon as he's ready. I don't think there's a true timeline there like he has to visit this school or has to take an OV to Florida. He's been to Florida you know, a few times. Obviously, it's an in-state program he's very familiar with. He went to the game last weekend at the Swamp and then was back on Sunday. Uh, he's going to Alabama for his OV next month. Uh, I don't think it, really he has a timeline. I think when he feels ready – uh, I think he'll commit. Now, I do think it'll go past the Alabama official next month. And I think anytime after that, a decision could come. I think he just kind of wants to find that right spot and feel 100 percent confident about that decision. All right. Well, I'm sure there's a couple twists and turns before he makes his final decision. Chad, we know you'll keep us updated. Uh, last week, we talked a lot about Texas A&M and, and the big visit weekend they had. They lost to App State. You know, talking to recruits, it was still a successful weekend. Now this weekend, they're going to try to bounce back at home again against Miami. You told us on Monday that you expect five-star wide receiver Hakeem Williams, five-star wide receiver Jalen Brown. You're, you're expecting a big visit weekend. Who are some of the names that we can see on the sidelines there in College Station? 
Yeah, along with those two, Josh, I think, you know, one to watch for sure is Jeremiah Love, a four-star running back from the St. Louis area. Uh, Notre Dame's been trending there. I think A&M is that school uh, that's kind of held up his commitment to Notre Dame at this time, if you want to put it that way. Uh, and this weekend is kind of, I think, make or break for Texas A&M with Jeremiah Love. I think a guy we spoke on also, Alabama commit, five-star safety, Tony Mitchell. Uh, ben, you know, he's from Alabama, committed to the in-state school. Uh, he'll be back uh, in College Station for the second time in, in what, less than two months. Uh, so a and definitely a player there. Uh, I think Jalen Hill, you know, obviously he'll be in town for the OV. We all think it's an Alabama and Texas battle. Can A&M sneak in there before he makes a decision next week and become, you know, a true contender? And I think another kid to watch is Peyton Bowen, longtime Notre Dame commit. Uh, he's been to Oklahoma. Uh, numerous times, A&M numerous times since being committed to the Irish. And most people expect him at some point to either flip or decommit. So let's see what happens. There's some buzz around Oklahoma. He was there again recently in Norman. Uh, but A&M has been viewed as a true contender uh, and one that could flip from the Irish as well. Uh, that's going to be interesting. We'll talk to you about that on Monday, see the, what the fallout is from that. You know, depending on whether or not Texas A&M wins or loses, it could go either way. Uh, it's always difficult on these big visit weekends for coaches to balance, right? To balance coaching the team, but also hosting these five-star recruits, their families, and all of that. We do a show every Thursday on the On3 Network called Urban's Take with Urban Meyer himself. And he, he does the show with Tim May. You should go subscribe to our YouTube page. It drops every Thursday. Great show. Urban actually commented on some of the difficulties of maintaining that balance, trying to coach the team and recruit on a big game weekend. Let's, let's watch that clip. Texas A&M is hosting Miami this week. They got a bunch of big-time blue chippers in. How, how tough is that on a head coach especially to know that, you know, like you, we just said, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting are the three tenets of what how you build your program. And yet, you know, well, you don't want to look, you don't want to get embarrassed like Texas A&M did last week at home against App State, you know, Appalachian State, because uh, that that's probably the worst comments you can make, but, uh, you know, to a, to a young recruit. But how do you deal, how did you deal with that, Urban? Uh, just those pressures along with the big game pressure. I think it's good that everybody knows what Ryan Day and, and those guys have to go through is first of all, they show up on Friday and they want to meet with you. They want, you know, you're, you are in game mode. Yeah. And they want, you know, the family and you have to be cordial and you have to put on that, you know, you have to kind of, I'd even talk to myself, say, get engaged here because I, I didn't care at all. I cared about that game. You know, I cared about third down. I cared about our kickoff team, our punt team. And, yeah. Or what, what point of the game we go after a block punt, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden, here they come rocking in the best running back, the best offense line. And then all of a sudden, you know, on Saturday, they're coming around the facility and they want to meet, have coffee in the morning. And, and it's just, uh, honestly, it's awful, Tim. Yeah. And then after the game, if you win, you know, you celebrate and then you want to go to your family. And also, you got to go to a dinner. You know, you have to go. And I, my, you knew this is if it was a noon game, I wanted to get home to see my kids and family so bad. And all of a sudden, hey, you need to go stop by the uh, uh, Blackwell and have dinner with, I was like, my gosh. Yeah. And then the, then on Sunday, you come rolling in there at 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning and you meet with 15 families straight through. You're done at 6 o'clock and you didn't watch the film. You didn't have time to do the responsibilities of a head coach. And then God forbid you lose that game like we did a couple times. And I mean, you're, you talk about how to change your personality 
because you want to go get things fixed and you got to meet with these people. So it's great, but it's also, it's, it's difficult. That was really cool to hear from Urban Meyer on how he handled big visit weekends. Um, let's go back to the state of Florida in Lakeland. You were once again with five-star DB Cormani McLean out of the Lakeland area. Tell us what Cormani's saying and who are the teams that are in the mix with him. Man, Josh, Cormani's saying, I would say probably about as little as possible. You know, that, that kid, <laughs> That's about that, right. That's really- that's really his personality. I mean, I've talked to obviously, you know, numerous people, coaches, friends, uh, people that know him. And that's just his personality. It's not even about just being a top recruit and talking about the recruiting game, uh, but with his friends, his girlfriend, his family. He's just a quiet, reserved kid. So, you know, anything you get out of Cormani, I think it is golden. I mean, he, he does open up once you engage with him about, you know, the connection with T. Rob at Alabama or what he thinks about the University of Miami or obviously the local school and how they're making him feel like a priority uh, at the University of Florida. You know, obviously his last trip was the opener for the Utah game at Florida. Um, and he had a very good time. He's not denying that. He liked what he saw. He said it was a big win for the University of Florida. He goes back to Alabama for an OV next month when they play Texas A&M. Uh, and I think the five-star plus corner, it, there's some separation there. I think it's Florida and Alabama and then Miami. I don't think it's super tight with the, the main three that are involved. I think Miami has some ground to make up. Uh, they got him on an OV back in the summer. Maybe that was too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a win to get him on campus, but they're going, they're going to have to get him back for a game this fall. He plans to get back to maybe Florida and Miami for a game. He'll be at Alabama. He said he could make a decision maybe in November uh, into early December, but uh, he's definitely not planning to hold out until the early signing period as of right now. And again, depending on who I talk to, which source, it's pretty split. You know, some feel Alabama may still have the edge, but there's probably more buzz, I would say, around the University of Florida at this time, but really a tight race between, I think, the Crimson Tide and the Florida Gators. Yeah, and I just have a feeling that Cormani's going to take this thing the distance, just having covered him a little bit and seeing how, what he says to you. I, think, uh, I don't think we're going to have a decision anytime soon from Cormani McLean, but let's stay in the Lakeland area. Four-star wide receiver Tyler Williams. He's going to make a decision September 27th. What are you thinking? Man, this was gotten a little bit more interesting, Josh. You know, I, I still have a, a pick on the recruiting prediction machine for Georgia, and I still feel fairly confident that Georgia's trending here, but Miami's definitely closed that gap. You know, the team that was looked to be Georgia's biggest competitor over the summer was really Texas A&M, and there was talk that he may be in College Station this weekend for the Miami game, but that's been scrapped. He'll take no trips this weekend the interesting weekend is next weekend which is right before he makes his decision on the 27th miami plays at home georgia plays at home i think if he takes a visit to either one of those two schools it could be pretty telling uh he's already taken uh the ov to georgia uh he has not taken an ov to miami uh i think they love to have him on campus for an unofficial speaking of miami next weekend then get an ov later in the season, uh, but I still think George is in a good spot. They've connected with him. He has a great connection with wide receivers coach Brian McClendon. Now, obviously, Mario Cristobal is highly involved. Josh Gaddis is involved. Numerous Miami assistants are involved with Tyler Williams. They're definitely giving him something to think about. But right now, I still think Georgia has the edge. They need to really hang on and continue to work hard these next couple of weeks. 
Yeah, and Mario's trying to lock down the state. He comes to Miami, first-year head coach, and Tyler Williams is one of the top wide receivers in the state. Even if he commits to Georgia, say, on September 27th, do you think that Miami will continue to pursue him? If they didn't, that that would be pretty stupid. I mean, if you, if you just to put it frank, I mean, look, we, we know Josh, you've done it for a long time. I have too. I mean, especially in today's world, nothing is over until these kids sign. It's like, you know, if Cormani committed, I mean, if Keon Keeley commits in October, November, these schools aren't going to stop recruiting kids like that, that talented until they put the pen to the paper and make things official. So I don't think whether Tyler commits to Georgia or Miami, either school gives up until the end. All right, Chad, let's get out of the state of Florida. Uh, South Carolina this weekend is hosting five-star athlete Nicholas Harbor from Archbishop Carroll in Washington, D.C. Uh, he's headed to South Carolina for an official. Do the Gamecocks have a shot here? Because I'm looking at the competition. It's pretty stiff. Yeah, I think I would say yes, Josh. I mean, I think you look at Nick and he's 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 a little bit different. I mean, he's going about this from a straight business approach where obviously everybody knows or if you don't know, he's a superstar on the track. Um, he wants to run track on the, on the next level. He's an AAU superstar. He's a national track star in the 100 and 200. He's a rare athlete at his size. He's a freak that can play edge rush, weak side defensive end, tight end. Uh, he can do so many things. I think he's looking at it from academic standpoint, track, football, and life after football. So he's taken in numerous things that will play into his final decision. And I think after mm -hmm. visiting Columbia in July, this has put the Gamecocks, I, I think, as a serious contender. Now, getting him back uh, for an OV, uh, Sterling, Sterling Lucas is involved from the defensive side. Jody Wright's involved from the offensive side. Of course, Shane Beamer's involved. They're telling him, hey, come here. You can play whatever you want. You can play stand-up, tight end, special teams, run track, whatever fits you. We want to put you in the, the position to be successful as a South Carolina Gamecock. And, and they made a really big impression on him and his family in July. This is a big weekend. They're playing Georgia. Uh, on ESPN, big game, big atmosphere. And they also get, I think, a, a favorable time being a noon kickoff. The game will be over, you know, four o'clock-ish. They'll have the rest of Saturday and all of Sunday to really milk their time with Nicholas Harbor. Who are the other teams in the mix for Harbor? You know, there's really three schools I'm hearing the most about right now. And South Carolina is one of those. And I think the other two right now are Michigan and LSU. You know, Michigan's really set the bar high. They had him on campus. The mom's been there. The mom's super high. Of course, like all moms on academics, uh, setting her son up for life after football. And then LSU, he has a connection with the track coach there. So obviously that plays a role uh, as well. You know, he loves Jamar Cain, who recruited him at his time at Oklahoma before going to LSU. Uh, there's some relationships there in Baton Rouge. So I think right now there's three schools that have kind of separated themselves for Harper, and that's the South Carolina Gamecocks, LSU, and Michigan. Okay. Well, Chad, thank you for that info. Let's uh, let's talk about one more big visit taking place this weekend in Knoxville, and that's four-star defensive line Devin Hobbs out of Concord, North Carolina. He's going to be there this weekend. Um, he, he recently said Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia. That's probably my top tier. Do you think that's still the case? 
I do, Josh. You know, he took OVs to Auburn and North Carolina in June and almost committed in July to one of those two schools. And uh, that that's really when Alabama and Georgia got in the mix and got involved. You know, Tennessee's been in this for some time, you know, definitely longer than Alabama and Georgia. Uh, so they want to capitalize on that this weekend. You know, in, in his first game in September, uh, Josh Heupel was on the sideline. You know, Hobbs knows he is a priority and a number one target for the University of Tennessee. Heupel's involved, Rodney Garner's involved, numerous staffers. Uh, in Knoxville or engage with Hobbs and his family uh, on a daily basis. So he's been there multiple times. He has a good feeling for what it's like on Rocky Top. Now he'll get, he'll get to experience that game day environment and get some one-on-one -on -one time with the coaching staff. And this is really a big, I think, weekend for the University of Tennessee. There's been some buzz, uh, maybe more buzz, around Alabama and Georgia after he went there in July. Uh, Dan, Tennessee. So they want to make up some ground and maybe pull ahead of the other two schools um, that, that are considered to be the top three this weekend. UNC leads in the on three prediction machine. Are they still in it? Are they out of it? What do they need to do to land Hobbs? Well, people like myself need to step up and make a prediction and maybe go against UNC to maybe change that trend Let's a little go. bit. The problem is, do you go with Alabama, Georgia, or Tennessee? Right. I would definitely go away from UNC. They're the in-state program. You know, he grew up watching the Tar Heels. Um, he likes the coaching staff. But I think, you know, the more he looks at the big picture, uh, where the program's at, how long will Mac Brown be there, uh, and obviously what they have going on at Alabama and Georgia and what Heupel's trying to build at Tennessee, things are definitely trending away uh, from the in-state school. And I probably, if I had to give the edge today to one school, I'm probably hearing the most about Alabama. How can you ever really bet against Alabama for anyone? But, um, you know, Bama, Georgia, and Tennessee, all three have a legit shot with Hobbs. Tennessee gets him on campus this weekend. He goes to Bama in October and then Georgia in November, and then he'll make that decision. All right, so we got a couple months until we hear a final decision from him. Well, Chad, thank you for taking some time. I know you're on the road. Look at your hotel room there. Go enjoy outside in Florida. I'm sure it's a beautiful day. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Sounds good, Josh, man. Thank you. See ya. Thank you, Chad, for joining us. And now we have another guest. Next up, national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. Sam, welcome to the Inside Scoop. Great to be back. All right, Sam, the first person I want to talk to you about is four-star Texas athlete Mikhail Harrison-Pilot. Uh, he's got big visit plans this weekend. Yeah, right now, uh, you know, we spoke about it earlier. Texas has just hosted him. He's a four-star from right up the road in Temple, Texas, number three athlete in the country on on three. Um, we spoke about Texas surging amid Oklahoma falling out when Kale Gundy got dismissed from Oklahoma. Um, that really opened the door for Texas. It opened the door for TCU. Um, Cal and Houston are also hanging around, but there's a new team that's entered the mix. Oregon has kind of reestablished connection with Mikhail in the last couple of weeks, and he's setting up an official visit. It could be as soon as this weekend. Um, that remains to be seen, but um, Coach Prowledge has been recruiting him since he was at Baylor. It's a really long-legged relationship. He's been to Eugene already, and now that Oregon is going to host him for an official visit, um, they've sort of surfaced as maybe one of Texas's biggest competition, competition for the in-state athlete. 
Yeah, and I know Texas was kind of trying to lock him down early. He's an in-state athlete. They need it. They have a need at the wide receiver position. Do you think that this could extend his recruitment now that Oregon's getting him on campus? A hundred percent. He he already took two official visits in the summer. He was been at, he's been at Cal. He's been at Texas. He just returned last weekend. Um, but the interesting layer is that he is is not making a decision until he finishes his senior season at Temple. So as long as they're playing football on Friday nights, Mikhail is going to stay uncommitted. Um, and the longer this goes, it, it obviously opens the door for, for out-of-state teams like Oregon that's starting to make a push for him to be the third receiver in this class. Earlier, we talked to Chad Simmons about Texas A&M's big visit weekend as they host Miami. Uh, one of those recruits that's going to be there is the number one defensive lineman in the country, David Hicks. Uh, I know he's considering both Miami and Texas A&M. Is this, a, this is a big game for him to watch. Could he be making a decision shortly after this? I wouldn't expect David to make a decision, but this is a big visit because, um, you know, he's he's already taken a, a good chunk of his out-of-state visits. That includes Miami. That also includes Michigan State and Oregon. But Texas A&M, Alabama, and Oklahoma remain in the mix. Um, he's going to end up officially visiting Alabama in the season. He's going to officially visit Oklahoma last in November for Bedlam. Um, so he's not planning to take an official visit to Texas A&M. And if you know David Hicks, the number one defensive lineman on the on three consensus, um, he's kept everything close to the vest. But all signs have pointed to Texas A&M and Oklahoma as the longest tenured relationships in his recruitment. Um, A&M was the first to offer him. He's got a great relationship with Terry Price and Elijah Robinson, as well as Jimbo Fisher. So him going back to campus might as well be an official visit. He's been there a hundred times. His whole family is coming with him. Um, this is a, a monumental visit for him. He's not close to a decision, but you know, between the lines, A&M is one of the front runners. And this visit will tell us a lot of things coming out of it. How much of the outcome of the game do you think will impact his recruitment? I'm not sure the out the outcome of the game more so. He wants to pay attention to the defensive line. A&M has been stacking up defensive line and front seven talent from the state of Texas and nationally for several years. Coach Elijah Robinson is a recruiter of the year candidate every single year. Terry Price is very well liked within the state of Texas. That obviously includes in Katie Paytel, where David Hicks plays for. Um, I think if the defensive front plays well, that's what David Hicks is paying attention to. Um, he's very interested in his coaching and his development on Saturdays and ultimately to get to Sundays. Let's stay in the state of Texas with four-star wide receiver Jalen Hale. You put in an expert pick on the recruiting prediction machine for him to go to Alabama, but he's shown back up at Texas A&M this weekend. How do you feel about your prediction there? Yeah, I would say things are things are starting to tighten up over in East Texas. Um, the four-star wide receiver, he's top 10 wide receiver in the on-three consensus. Um, he's going to officially visit Texas A&M this weekend. It's a monster weekend for the Aggies, especially in state, but they have a ton of out-of-state kids coming in. One of their biggest visitors is Jalen because he's he's someone that they've been recruiting since the, the beginning of his recruitment, and his former high school quarterback is, is starting for the Aggies at quarterback, Haynes King. Um, I think it says a lot that he's taking this visit. It's actually, he actually extended his decision um, until September 21st in order to squeeze this visit in. Still, I believe this is an Alabama and Texas race. Um, I put in that RPM pick after the Alabama visit, and I'm sticking with it. But sources close to Jalen believe this is very tight. Some people have phrased it as a toss-up. 
and that he changes his mind basically by the hour. <laughs> so Texas has closed the gap with Alabama, and now it's it's all eyes on Jalen until September 21st. All right. Well, I'm going to hold you accountable to that pick. So I'm going to check <laughs> with you on Monday and still see if you feel the same way. Uh, another big name in College Station is 2024 quarterback DJ Lagway. He's a top 20 QB in the country for the for the next class. Jimbo is always focused on recruiting quarterbacks. Uh, he was in the swamp last weekend. What does he need to see from Jimbo Fisher's offense this weekend? Yeah, of Lagway's top schools, Derek Lagway on 300, number 18 junior at quarterback from Willis High School, right right north of Houston. Um, he's been absolutely priority one for, for Jimbo Fisher since he got the offer. He's the only in-state quarterback with an offer from Texas A&M, and he's at the top of the board. Um, this is a great opportunity, just like it was for Florida and, and Billy Napier a week ago to show you what Anthony Richardson looks like leading the offense. This is a great opportunity. All eyes are on Texas A&M this weekend, and that includes a Texas A&M offense. It's been a focal point of conversation. Um, Lagway was, was already supposed to have been at Texas A&M. Um, he didn't make it because of an injury. So this is all of a sudden a very, very big visit for DJ. He's trying to figure out where his official visits are going to be in the fall, in the spring, rather. Um, Fisher, Daryl Dickey have been on Lagway. They visited him a ton in the spring. He's been there a ton. Um, this is a big game. It's a big game environment, and that offense plays well. I like that long-term for the Aggies' chances with Lagway. All right. Before we let you go, one guy you've been covering thoroughly this whole cycle is top 100 edge rusher Jordan Renaud. Uh, he's going to make a decision this Monday, September 13th. What are you hearing? Yeah, this is, this is another tight race, and depending on who you, you talk to, you hear Oklahoma. He's coming off an official visit to Norman for the four-star edge rusher. He's originally from Florida. Um, has been in East Texas now going on his second season. Um, but Alabama got him on campus in the summer, and, and they've been the team to beat for several months. Now Oklahoma with Brent Venables and the series of defensive-minded coaches they have on that staff have really made this a little bit too comfortable, uh, a little bit uncomfortable, rather, for Alabama. Um, I like where Alabama stands. Now, right now, they're, they're looking like a clean sweep in East Texas over the next week with, with Jordan Renaud and Jalen Hale. But you have serious competition with Oklahoma and Texas for each of those kids. And these are these are decisions that are going back and forth by the day. And, and I like where Alabama stands, but these are not extremely high confident picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Sam, for checking in with us. Uh, your dog's been really well behaved this whole show. So go take him for a walk. All right. That that's a, that's the biggest surprise of them all, man. All right. Thanks. Thank you for watching the inside scoop the show drops every Monday and Thursday. Like it, subscribe, follow me on Twitter at Josh underscore Newberg. We'll be back with all the recruiting action on Monday.